You are now tuned in to the Let's Talk Money Honey podcast, a bi-weekly conversation where I'll be spilling the tea on entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Khadija Bingham, CEO of Money Honey Financial, and I am here to candidly share my experience as a new entrepreneur. Whether you are currently an entrepreneur, someone who's considering entrepreneurship, or just interested in hearing my journey, I am here to encourage, motivate, and most of all, keep it real with you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I cannot wait for you to listen. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Money, Honey. This is another episode where I have a friend of mine who's also an entrepreneur, and we are once again going to shoot the shit, tell you all about our experience, um, and most importantly, give each other advice and talk about some of the things that we're going through. So today with me, I have Ajay Cook of Done and Done. The business originally started off as Site Solutions, but we're going to have her get into how she changed the name, why she changed the name, all that good stuff. I'm super excited to have her here because she is probably one of the most transparent people I know. So I know this conversation is going to be a good one. And then we're going to take a lot of gems away from this thing. So we kick off every episode with a sweet moment and a sour moment. So I'll have you kick off. You can let us know a sweet moment of the week. You can let us know a sweet moment of entrepreneurship. I'll leave that up to you, Ajay. So, hey, y'all, hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would probably say my sweet moment. I'm going to just say for this week. I'm going to talk about entrepreneurship because I don't be going to get into that. So this week, I would say I had a consultation with a company in Miami. Mm. And so I'm like, this is a sweet moment okay. because- um, even though I've had clients out of state, like Atlanta, um, but like, I don't know, I'm feeling real good about it. Like I'm feeling really good. It was like a virtual con- consultation. Usually I do consultations over the phone. Um, so it's just like, girl, let me find out you in a different state with it. Okay, though. Like, period. Yeah. period. Yeah. Okay. Sour moment. <laughs> sour moment. I would say that, mm, cause I can get deep. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sour moment, I would say that, oh God, that's a good one. So sour moment, I would say, I'm going to just say this week, sour moment this week, I didn't close on anybody. Mm. So that's kind of sour because I had some consultations earlier this month that I'm still working to close on. And it's like, we should have closed by now. (laughs) You know, it's crazy. It's interesting you say that because, so like for the month of August, we said, a target of like five new bookkeeping claims. Mm-hmm. And I think we ended up with like three. Mm-hmm. And then a fourth one closed, but it was like the first week of September. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Bianca just yesterday. And I was like, I think I don't want to put that much stress on myself anymore. And I think I'm going to set the goals to be quarterly instead of monthly because mm-hmm. some t- I have to figure out how long it takes people to convert. Right. Like it's not like a tax return mm-hmm. where I talk to somebody that day and they're ready to have their documents mm-hmm. to me the next day or they know mm-hmm. that they're ready to sign up because like they have to get their taxes done. Like right. this is something that's more of a commitment. So mm-hmm. it just takes people more time. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you say that like you had some stuff earlier in the month mm-hmm. and um because I'm experiencing that too. I'm like, yeah, I'm like where these people on? at? And I think it sucks too because it's like like you said, but then also too like 
I've having this conversation too with like another entrepreneur, and it's like I would say between and like up to date a month from today, I've probably had like twenty seven consultations. Twenty seven, and I'm not making that up. I promise you. You reach out to these people, or they come find you. So uh, it's a mixture. Okay, it's a mixture. Um, I think the biggest thing is that people understanding why they need to put in their budget for the the services that I provide. Okay. Or that we provide. So I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and that's that's too also something that I'm working on mm. as a CEO and a business owner. It's like I don't wanna beat the dead horse, but also like I gotta beat the dead horse mm. because I gotta get the client. Right. So get the clients. But at the same time, it's like I get to a point sometimes where I'm just like, all right, like I had this one, this one company, and it's like y'all came to me. Right. <laughs> you you came to me and you were very clear about. Like you fill out a form before you even talk to me. So I've already, you've already identified your business challenges. We've already figured out a lot of stuff about you. So I already know where, how we can be of an asset to you. But then it's just like, okay, even down to like asking somebody, what is your budget? Mm. You ask the budget up front. What is your, what is your company's revenue? So I can already know yeah, because you kind of where to tell, put you at. You don't tell people ahead of time how much your services cost. Mm-mm, no, no okay. because to be very transparent, I try to work within people's budget because we have different packages. Right. So every package starts at a different rate. Right. So it's like I'm I try to I understand that what we do is like is so necessary. Okay, stop right there. Because I wanna get before we even get into that, mm-hmm. I wanna just back it up into I want to back it up just a second because I want to really get into what you do. Because people probably like, she's talking about consultations. What do this girl, is she yeah, an accountant what she too? Do? <laughs> like, what's she, what's she consulting on? Not an accountant. Right. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Let's be clear. <laughs> so let me just run through my sweet moment really quick and my mm-hmm. sour moment. Um, and then I will allow IJ to properly introduce herself okay. and her business. And we're going to get into it. So for me, I would say my sweet moment, I'll do mine for the week as well. I chose to be outside from a business perspective this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to call just this whole week sweet for me because I did a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. like I don't normally. I'm normally in my office behind my computer. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I'm running the business or how I have been. And um, me and the team have just, you know, like you got to get out there more. You got to get out there more. I'm like, uh, Okay. <laughs> so like Monday, I was interviewed on somebody's Instagram live. Tuesday, I uh, spoke at Temple. Wednesday, I had a meeting at a bank about a line of credit. Thursday, we had the Chase event early mm-hmm. in the morning. And then Friday here now with you mm-hmm. um, uh, working on the podcast. So I've been like interacting mm-hmm. with a lot of people more like this week has been a lot of interaction outside of like my normal team Mm -hmm. so I'm proud of myself for that um my sour moment is that I'm exhausted as hell like Mm -hmm. I my social media done like I cannot (laughs) wait after we leave here you and I get drinks I will be watching Ugly Betty or like the shy Mm -hmm. for 20 minutes and I'm sure I'll be out Mm -hmm. and I already told my trainer I'm not coming Saturday morning I need to sleep in (laughs) I am exhausted Mm -hmm. so I would just say that that's probably just like my sour moment because sometimes I do realize that like 
I don't be giving myself time to get my feet wet. I say I'm going to do something, and then I go full throttle. It's like, damn, did you have to have something every day this week? Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't use yourself one day, mm-hmm. the rest. So I'm I'm feeling it, and I was really feeling it this morning. I woke up just, like, super drained and tired, and I also don't think that I, I gave myself proper rest from my trip from Brazil, where I literally... I, was it you I was talking to? Like I, I just can't wait for that. my my pee mm-hmm. to be. You clear was like, I need again. a vacation for my vacation, <laughs> right? I'm like, I drink too much. I didn't sleep a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm catching the heat now. Like mm-hmm. I'm really feeling it. So it's the sour is off the back of sweet, but I I need to find a better way of like as I increase as I change my schedule around to be a little outside more. I need to still find ways for self care. Like I didn't meal prep. Uh, I meal prepped just one meal. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have like lunch and dinner. I only had like one thing prepped for the week. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's probably my sour moment about how I need to adjust. um, I would have a question for you there. Go ahead. So like, I don't know, like what do you, do you try to put together somewhat of a schedule to be able to make sure that you get certain things done? Yeah. And the only reason why I'm asking that, right. Just hear me out because I have a lot of like, entrepreneur friends or just girlfriends or some family and i never understand how people don't like how do you not have time to be old friend mm. like i don't know and you know i don't know if it's like not have time to meal prep i think that if i can be honest with you mm-hmm. yeah. so meal prep for me I've already identified that, like, if it doesn't happen Sunday, it's not happening. It's not okay, happening see, that's okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So I because once the week start rolling, the week is the week is, is rolling. The, the week is yeah. rolling. Okay. And, and I used to lie to myself. Yeah, like and oh, try you to know say what? I'm working from home Monday, <laughs> so I can probably still. I'm not even meal prepping fucking grapes. Yeah, because like, nothing's happening. Yeah, and my issue is that I know that about myself, but what mm-hmm. I also know about myself is that even if the meal is cooked. If it's not already separated in those containers for me, mm-hmm. day by day, I'm also less likely to eat it as well. You're, I love you Especially for that. Especially when so, I'm going into the office. Yeah. It's the truth. Because yeah. I'll be like, so even Wednesday night, I, I ended up working out Wednesday night because I was very tired. If the Temple event went to like 1030, mm-hmm. that's past my bedtime. Mm-hmm. So I was tired in the morning. So I didn't wake up Wednesday morning to work out. So I, I worked out Wednesday night and I had so much energy. So I cooked. Mm-hmm. All I did was like make some shrimp and we already had string beans and some rice. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, oh, I'll have this for lunch tomorrow. In the morning before I leave for the office, I'll put the, I'll pack my lunch. Did I? No, yeah. I did not. But the question is, why didn't you just do it that night? I don't. Good question. I think by that, very <laughs> See, good that question. See, like, like my best friend, girl, we argue about stuff like that all the time. It's, and the thing is, like, like, you wait, be, why did you push it. that off into the morning when you could have just did it right there and then you could have just switched? And me and Bianca talked about it Thursday. I was like, <laughs> I made lunch for today, but <laughs> I, I should have just, I should have just did that. So this Sunday in particular, I think my problem is I'm a high fast. So you just <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, I don't, I can't even miss a beat. Like, I just uh, uh. like, I think with me, I think I just like, I make up my mind what I want to do mm-hmm. and I'm getting that done and I don't care. Uh, okay. Done and yeah. done. I know. I know. That sounds crazy. Okay. <laughs> done and done. Because, I mean, that makes sense. Cause even now, like, and I know, you know, cause you just did a weight loss challenge too, um, a month ago or, or when you ever, I you didn't did really it. do no weight loss challenge. Oh, I think you made you, that up. Oh, okay. Well, you, well, you did something special. I just been working out. Oh, but you weren't doing something for a month. Last month, you didn't do something for the whole month. Oh, like no sweets or something. Yeah. That's girl. I say thing. Oh, but anyways, I'll, I was saying that, um, I think that 
I don't know, it's like a mental thing. And I think for mm-hmm. me, it's just like, like my best friend always says, like, you're you're a much stronger person than me. And it's like, <laughs> girl, no. I stepped on that scale and I saw what that scale was. And I said, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. I mm-hmm. didn't even have kids yet. Mm-hmm. It's, this is, what is my excuse? <laughs> I didn't even have kids yet. It's crazy. Because like, <laughs> at least a mom could say like, you know, I had a kid. That's why my stuff looked like that. Like, what is my excuse? That's, that's literally so funny because I remember one time um, a couple years ago when I first started having sex. Mm-hmm. I like took a pregnancy test. And me and my boyfriend were long distance. So it was at this point, it was like no possible way I, I was pregnant. I was like, All right. Huh? Yeah. I had, it was no possible way I was pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, I took to, a pregnancy you're test. You're about to drive me crazy right now because I already know where you're and going was, with this. He was like, why are you taking a pregnancy test? I said, because there's no way I'm this fat on my own. Like, <laughs> it has to be. It has to be a baby inside of me because where's all of this weight coming mm-hmm. from? So when you said, I'm not even. I don't. I'm not even a mom. Like, where's I completely know where that came from? Because I was like, where's it coming from? But later in life, I do think that it was the birth control for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. Mm-hmm. Then, like, oh, like maybe all of this weight is coming from yeah. all these hormones I'm pumping in my body. And I will um, say for me too, like my boyfriend's a trainer, mm-hmm. and he does that. He's at the gym every day. Yeah. It's almost kind of like, come on, Biggie, like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like I feel like, like this is the weird stuff that he does that pisses me off. Like it hurts me because like I could be sitting here eating some stuff that I don't have no business doing, and I'll offer him some. He'd be like, "No, I'm okay," and then I feel <laughs> guilty. Like, wait, why am I eating a bag of chips <laughs> at ten o'clock at night? And he's like, "You good? Go ahead." And it's just like, sir. So what you want him to be like? You want him to be like, "Don't eat that." No, I don't know, but it's just like or I tell him this him all the time. One? Yeah, like because why would you allow me <laughs> to do this alone? Like, <laughs> and I think, and that's what I will say. Like my friends, like they say, well, it's so easy for you to tap in because you could just work out with him, you know, mm-hmm. or you know, it's easier because that does. Like I do, that's my insecurities. Like I feel guilty. I feel like, mm-hmm. what you mean you ain't eating no carbs? So you gonna have broccoli with yours? <laughs> You're not gonna get French fries with your burger, You're like like. No, like... <laughs> And then I was like, I'm going to just have broccoli too. Well, that's good though. <laughs> so I think that helps me a little bit. But... Yeah. No. So the way I learned the definition of relationship weight when I was still living in New York at the time, me and my boyfriend got in this big argument mm-hmm. about what time we were going to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Huge argument. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he left me. And st- like I just knew when I got, when I left Starbucks, his car wasn't going to be there. That's how bad the argument was. <laughs> oh, and I was prepared to be so pissed. Like mm-hmm. if this nigga left me, yeah, it's, it's over. <laughs> now it's always over. Cause you don't leave me nowhere. Mm-hmm. He didn't leave me. He's a smart man. Mm-hmm. And I got in a car and you know what we decided to do instead of going to the gym? We went and got cheese sticks. I said, damn, that's how people get fat. Because literally, we're supposed yeah. to be going to the gym. and we, <laughs> Instead of, mm-hmm. we go get cheese steaks. Mm-hmm. And yep, I got the fries too. He yeah. didn't get fries though, but I got fries. Yeah, I would have got fries too. Potatoes don't have food. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have me some. So. So, so, yeah. like I think that it's really good that you have a partner who is into fitness. And I think that that's just like... And he's a vegan too. Yeah, and that's relationships period though, right? Like Mm -hmm. whatever your partner is is really great at, 
by default, mm-hmm. you don't become great at it. But if it's something that you think you should be great at, you'll feel guilty for not being good at yeah. it. So like, if I'm really good with, if I've been working out a lot lately, right? Yeah, I see, girl. So, I see. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you talk about a little bit, girl. <laughs> I've lately, right? I've been so, at your story like, you know what? Let me get up. Let me get up. if she here, she probably got more stuff to do than me. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but like, I can be that for my partner too. Mm-hmm. And then like, my partner like, even though sometimes it's a point of contention in our relationship, he... Mm-hmm. He doesn't take a day off. He works every single day. Mm-hmm. So some days if I take, I'm like, damn, like maybe I should be working. Like, am I working hard enough? Like, Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Do your thing, baby. I'm just going to have like, did you want me to pack you some little snack? <laughs> a little snack. And even to bring you lunch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I look like. That's different from the food now. So, but like you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, some to the people that you with, they mm-hmm. should encourage you to be better mm-hmm. in something, especially if it's something that they're experts in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, let's let's tell the people really who you are. Okay. <laughs> so obviously I'm Ajay and I'm an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh how long you been an entrepreneur for? Two years. Okay. Okay. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yes, yeah, so. I am a full-time entrepreneur, and I own the company Done and Done, also known as Chief Get It Done Officer. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we offer all administrative and operational supports to business owners, entrepreneurs, and aspiring leaders. So, yeah. How'd you... So, tell me about your journey to entrepreneurship. Did you just, like, wake up one day? Like, did you always want to own your own business? Or, like, what was that like? Were you working somewhere first and you transitioned over to entrepreneurship? Were you working somewhere and doing this on the side and then took it full time? What did that look so, like for you? Um, so, no, I never, never, two years ago, like, right? I, two years before the business, I never had dreams or aspirations of being an entrepreneur. Really? Ever. Like, even, you know how I say when you're a kid, they might say like, oh, yeah, when I grow up, I want to. Never. That was not it. My goal was to always climb to the top of corporate. Okay. You wanted to be CEO of like- I wanted to be in a big office as big as this room. Mm-hmm. And I want to give orders all day. Okay. That's what you're doing now though, right? I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs to listen. Because <laughs> that's just that. And so that's what I always wanted to do. And I always wanted to come in really cute with makeup on. And even though I don't know how to do makeup, but I love makeup. Um, but that's what I wanted to do all the time. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur, but- I I feel like I started founding my place a little bit after I graduated with my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. And even in my bachelor's, I got a bachelor's degree in sociology. Oh, wow. I have a master's degree in business, but okay. my bachelor's in sociology. I was going to be a social worker because I was going to save okay. <laughs> everybody. Okay. Um, And then... Girl, you know, that social work check wasn't checking. Even like, the, even like the check, but also social work just seemed very heavy mm-hmm. work to me. Like, like the casework? Yeah, mm-hmm. like heavy. Like, like 32, 33 people in your case, low, you writing assessments, you diagnosing people without well, I could imagine being... <laughs> coming home crying every day. Mm-hmm. Like some of the stuff social workers see. Yeah, and... so for me, when I was doing a lot of the social work, I worked with um adults with intellectual disabilities. Okay. So a lot of minds were like autistic. Um, A lot of them were like vegetables. Like they really couldn't do much for themselves. Mm. Um, so it was more like a health thing, okay. um, but I didn't necessarily work even in those roles. I didn't work with the patients. I was the program manager. 
Okay. I was uh, the program supervisor. Like I was always managing the, the people's and people and teams. Like okay. I was always just managing that. So, um, so yeah. So in those kind of roles, because it was a couple different companies that I worked for, but a lot of those roles. Even when I take it back, like this is so weird, but what I think about when I was a kid and I had my first job, I worked at Six Flags. Okay. And I started out as a team member. And then I got promoted to the supervisor of the birthday pavilion. So if you were having a kid in Looney Tune land, and it's just like, I'm saying all of this to say that like I'm not surprised. Okay. And like, so when you say like destiny and what you're supposed to be doing, it's like how I was like 15. And I was like the youngest person that got supervised. They're like, oh, your dedication and the way you did that, we're, we're gonna make you the um, we're gonna make you the supervisor of the birthday pavilion. Mm-hmm. So you'll handle all the birthdays. You'll get the family when they walk into the six flags from the beginning, you'll walk them down to the birthday pavilion. You'll make sure that all the staff have everything set up. So it's just like I've like always been this. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of crazy when I think about it because it's like I've always done this and then going to college and I won a pageant when I was in college. Okay. And then when I was in college, I was on SGA. I, when I won the pageant, I had to put on another pageant. Okay. So I had to like create a theme for the pageant, put the entire pages together from top to bottom. Okay. So where are we having that on campus? Um, putting applications in, interviewing all the girls who wanted to be in the page. Like it was such a freaking thing. But when you think about all of these different things, I'm just handling different tasks and making sure that we see the project through from top to bottom. Okay. So I don't know. I feel like if, if my grandmother was here, she would be like, girl, please, we, we're not even surprised. Like my right. friends, it's like, of course, right, right. We're not surprised. Right. But sometimes, you know, you, you'd be surprised, right? You're mm-hmm. like, what the heck? What is going on? All so, right. Yeah. So you sociology, social worker. Mm-hmm. Then what's, and what then I next? became, um, and and then I was working for a company and I did like this incredible thing to get everybody to get a raise. And then I realized in that role, like I wanted to be in a higher position in the company. Okay. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back to school. I'm like, I'm gonna go back to school and I'm gonna get my master's in business. And then maybe I can move into like the director role of okay. the program and then slowly but surely work my way up. So to... you were in the uh MBA program while you were still working? Or were yeah. You... Okay. I was in the MBA program while I was still working. But then when I finished the MBA program, I was like right before COVID and then COVID happened. So I felt like as soon as I was about to be able to go into a director role, mm-hmm. um, COVID happened and I got laid off. Oh, and then shit. after I got laid off, I went probably like, um, I would say 10 months, I think, with no job. Really? And no income and during this 10 months were you running were you doing your business or it was just no. you applying the job I was crying and depressed oh, okay. <laughs> like when I'm talking about rock bottom mm-hmm. like rock bottom and I had a pretty hefty savings at that time um so I wiped it out because obviously COVID happened and nobody really knew what was going to happen and when I wasn't getting paid, I still had my rent, my car note, my car insurance, electric, all these things. So, right. were you able to collect unemployment? Um, so I did collect unemployment, okay. but, but when, it, when initially, yeah, but well, when it initially happened, everybody was shut down, so unemployment wasn't even at work. Mm. They were trying to figure out everything that was going on. Oh, so yeah. did all this time, you couldn't even get anybody. You call unemployment, say B, that's it. It doesn't even ring. Like you call the number, and you, it's impossible to talk to somebody. So. I'm reaching back out to my past job. Like, what's going on? They're like, we sent paperwork over. You know, you are eligible for unemployment because we let you go due to COVID. It was just a whole mess. But long story short, um, 
it got bad. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I got like four eviction letters. Like, seriously. Like, I I wish that I was making it up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually a very scary thing to think about. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't ever want to ever, like, be there again. Mm-hmm. Like, in life. Like, I pray that I've never... And I've experienced a lot of stuff just in, like, life just in general. So, it's just like, I've worked way too hard. So God was with your whole thing. Right. <laughs> like I need you to pull up and pull up now. Right. And so after 10 months, I ended up finally getting a job. Um, and I got let go on my 90 day probation. Oh shit. Yeah. So I was happy as hell, right? I was like, okay, I finally got a job. I was my job actually was down here <laughs> on 12th of Market. Mm. So I was coming to work through our corporate office. I'm working. I took a huge pay cut. Um, but I was working as an executive assistant to the CEO of the company. So I'm just like, I'm just going to take it. It was the only job that I got. Got it. Got let go within my 90 days. Damn. Um, and what was the reason? Did they share with you the reason for you being um, let go? So or? I think it was a couple things. One, I feel like my boss, he didn't really like me. Mm. <laughs> and I think, I don't think it wasn't really that he didn't like me, though. I think that he never had an assistant. So... And I'm like, I'm coming in and I'm like, okay, um, do you want me to be a part of the meetings? I'm taking many meetings. Like, I'm just so overwhelming. But, and now- You was overwhelming him? I think so. In <laughs> hindsight, to tell you the truth, very transparent. I think so. I think that I was so, I just was in so much of a dark place. Mm. Like, my bills were so bad. Like, I wanted to show these people that, like, I deserved this job, mm. you know, and that I cannot lose a job. Mm. So I felt like, I felt like he, like- some people work different with assistance and things like that. Like some people are just like, I need you to have that level of control because I'm all over the place. And then other people are just like, you trying to take my job type um, of thing. And I felt like he kind of was just like, but I would like literally have his stuff. When he walked in, I had his stuff ready for him. This is what you have for this. This is what you have for that. This is that. And so I don't know. I think it was a little bit of that, but overall they were a nonprofit. Okay. And I think that it was still covid times yeah. so they weren't sure what they were gonna do with the budget right and when they looking at it they like hmm, we're gonna cut this position mm-hmm. so it was a little it was a couple things that i feel like it could have been um and i'm saying all this he could have been not like me i might just be being hard on myself to tell you mm-hmm. the truth he might have been like girl that's the best person i ever had to tell you the truth yeah, so i don't know what was his position he was the coo he probably was getting let go himself yeah i don't and know maybe they just let you go too right before they let him go yeah or something like that mm, i don't know what the situation was but when they came in and told me that I was that was my last um <laughs> my last day like yeah like how did that feel girl I could have flipped the table oh are you crazy I was so hurt I'm sure I looked at the guy in HR till this day so this is a funny story and this is so so far gone I'm gonna be very sure I swear <laughs> the HR generalist at the time uh-huh. he now just moved up to the HR manager at the company so now has been a full time entrepreneur. Everything I do, I went on the um, website. I went, I found him on LinkedIn. And I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> but I found oh him on LinkedIn. And I messaged him and said, hey, um, I see you see I started my own business since, you know, two or three years ago. Right. Since I've been there. And uh, I wanted to see if um, there's any services that we can do. So we spoke last, like probably like last month. And so he's like, I want to circle back around. We talked on the phone. He's like, I'm going to circle back around with you. Um, in uh October. Oh so, wow! So that's right. so, so funny because if I sign a co- that company, I promise you. Mm-hmm. First of all, that's gonna be really huge for my company for mm-hmm. my business. But I'm gonna be like, mm-hmm. where he at though? Right. Where he at though? Right. I'm telling you, he's well, not yes. gonna be there. That's the old not, not yeah. there no more. Yeah. So um, but anyway, so yes. Yeah, so when he well, the same guy that I spoke to, 
um, we had a good conversation. We talked, obviously, but I, when he came in to tell me, I was just telling him, like, you know, janitor position available? You like anything. I'll I do will anything freaking here. count the shreds in the shredder to mm. make see how much y'all about to recycle. I don't know. I would do anything. And so he just kind of was like, you know, I'm sorry. You know, the VP was in there too. Um, and she was just like, I'm sorry. Like she was just like, I'm sorry. And it's just like, all right, fine. So mm. I was just like so mad. And then I asked, Can I leave right now? Yeah, like I don't even want to be here to the end of the day. And honestly, he let me go. Yeah. I mean So what? I I used to park at um, my boyfriend's gym and then I would um, ride the train here because his gym is in North Philly. So I ride the train over here. I walked down those steps and then I walked outside. And when I tell you, I was like in a squat bent over on the ground mm. outside. Like I'm talking about outside of here, like <laughs> this mm. building, like crying, like God, I need you to figure this out. Right. Because if you don't, I'm going to figure this out for myself. And the figuring out I'm going to have, I'm going to probably affect a lot of people around me, mm-hmm. but I ain't going to be here. to. <laughs> I'm not going right. to be here physically right. because that's how far I wanted to just be like, I want to be numb to what's going on right mm-hmm. now. Not necessarily like suicidal. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> but like, I felt like I wanted to be just numb. Like I don't, like I'm feeling the wrath right now. Right. And I don't, I'd rather, if I could just get underneath a rock and really stay there, I would. Right. Um. So it was really bad. And then uh, I spoke to my mentor and she was like, just take a day. She was like, you know, just take a day or two and just try to revamp. So I took more than a day, probably like two or three weeks yeah, in my apartment. I mean, I'm sure. And just like watching the walls close down on me. And then um, I had another one of my um, sorority sisters. She was like, um, you know, Ajay, why don't you just start out as a freelancer? She's like, make an account on Fiverr or Upwork or something like that and just start selling whatever little operational services and just whatever you know how to do, start doing. Girl, I started telling people that I meal prep. So I was going to my boyfriend's gym. Girl, I'm in there telling people <laughs> I meal prep. I had a little meal prep plane, girl. I'm like, I'm like, I walk dogs. Like, I when I tell you, like, it's just like, even like thinking about it right now, it's like, girl, I ain't cooking nobody. Too. Like, <laughs> but very truthfully, like, I was babysitting. I don't even fool with kids like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I didn't care what it was. I was just like, she told me to figure out what my skills were and just create something from that. And I started saying, I could, I could wash clothes. I could do a little of this. And I started doing all of that stuff, like literally. And then, um, obviously, I started doing Amazon, Uber Eats. I started picking up like your little 1099s, the little jobs that I'm just like, okay, I can make quick cash. Um, and then finally, unemployment hit, right? Okay. So, and they did back pay me. Thank you, God. They did back pay me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I was so far in debt that it was just like when they back paid me, it, I'm still it, in the debt. The money had to go somewhere. Like, yeah, the it had money to go right had back to where spent. I'd already mm-hmm. foolish messed around. Right. My savings was gone because I spent that in the first year. The first time, right. Of, like living. And you never really know when you're thinking like you have this huge savings. And I, like you said, I'm transparent. I'm open book. I'm talking about, I had like, Ten fifteen thousand dollars in my little savings account mm-hmm. that I had saved up in the last like three or four years since I had graduated from my undergrad. Right. So, um, like, thank God I, you had that, right? But yeah, but the how fast it went, and I feel like if I would have known then, obviously, what I know now, I hate saying that, but I would have did different with it. You know, I would have handled that money different. Like, like how? what would you have done? Like, I would have just not paid because they couldn't put me out. Mm-hmm. I would have not worried. 
and try to keep up with, you know, I'm thousand dollars a month. I'm spending that money is going mm -hmm. groceries. That money is going like I, I, I felt like I blinked. And it was like putting gas in your car. And it's like, oh, dang, that gas was $50 for a full tank. It was, right. it happened so fast. I didn't even realize that I spent $10,000. You know, is that what I usually spend? Yeah. Like, do I, like, right. what was I living outside of my means? But nothing was open. So what was I paying for? Yeah, you're like, I, I didn't even, even go nowhere. That's when I started realizing, like, I don't even know if I ever been budgeting. You know, I don't even know if mm. things have ever been, like, concrete. And yeah, I was so doing this right. never knew how much... It really costed you to live. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. I was, I always had my, my consistent check and I always take right. out $200, $250, put it in my little savings calculate. And I was doing that for a few years. Yeah. So it was just like, it was just adding up, adding up. And then I had a little, like a little cushion. But the reality of it is that I had promised myself at 30, I was going to be purchasing my first home. Mm. So that went out the way quick because you spent that on your, your renter, <laughs> your renting. Right. So that was a thing. Um, but yeah, so nonetheless, my one of my mentors told me to do that stuff. And long story short, I just started doing it. And I started just offering my services like to just people and just kind of telling people. Um, and then I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna launch. So on October 1st, 2021, I said, I'm gonna launch a business, created my name, got my EIN, um, and all of that great stuff, and launched on October 1st, and I had no idea what was gonna happen. Okay. I was just like, I don't know. And I was offering marketing. So at this point, like you were doing some of the odd jobs, you were telling people that you meal prepped and mm -hmm. all of that. You had you made the Fiverr account. Mm -hmm. Did you have any? Did you get any contracts or any anything from On Fiverr? Fiverr? I had probably like one or two okay. people reach out, and they were like silly stuff. Like somebody needed, I don't know, like a proposal written. It was like small stuff. Like I can't okay. remember if it was it a was presentation like or proposal. Or it was nothing consistent no. okay yeah. okay and a part of it probably could have been but i just didn't do it i still have my upwork account and it's really good for what my company does right now like mm -hmm. we pull leads. i try to pull leads from upwork all the time still perfect so perfect. yeah not fiverr too much because i feel like a lot of people don't trust fiverr yeah i use fiverr for the guy who uh edits the podcast oh yeah he's on fiverr okay um but all the other stuff i've been using upwork yeah. Instead of Fiverr. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm on there all the time. We actually put in some bids last week <laughs> for for some um good. positions that are looking for um admin and ops. So good, good, good. All right. So October first, you decide to launch. Mm -hmm. So October first, I decided to launch and I didn't have everything together, you know? So how much time had went past between October first when you decided to launch and when you were let go from the nonprofit? Um, I think I started the nonprofit in like a February. So, and I launched in October and I was there for probably like, I would say March, April, May. So probably like three something months I was there. Um, and then, yeah. Okay. So it took me some time. Cause I was like, like, I'm just like, okay, if I'm gonna do this business, I'm gonna do it like this. How am I going to do it? And then I was very insecure, you know, mm. lots of imposter syndrome around who the heck going to hire me? Mm. Like, what am I talking about? Like, people are going to be sick of me talking about, what is Ajay doing now? Because I know a lot of people. So it's like, what is she doing now? Like, mm. she's always doing something. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, what is, I started, like, thinking about it too hard. And then, obviously, my boyfriend being an entrepreneur for so long, he like, you know how many people would pay you to help them get their stuff together? Mm. Just, just forget all the, the extent to which you can help them. People would just pay you just to be 
be by their side sometimes. Mm-hmm. People pay. He was like, people pay people for moral support. Like, yeah. <laughs> so do. you can't. You can't sit around and worry yourself about that. Just put it out there and see what's going to happen. Launch the business and sign my first contract with a restaurant down in Old City. Oh, shit. And how you get that first contract? I always when used to go there and order food. Girl, they got some real good crab cakes down there. <laughs> they got some go there real now. good crab cakes down there. So <laughs> I used to go down there all the time. And I used to order my food. And then one day I was just like, what's y'all Instagram? Or whatever, because I tried to look y'all up and I couldn't find it. And the guy, he wasn't the he was the owner, he wasn't the owner of it, but I guess he was like right underneath the owner. He was like, Oh, um, he told me, he's like, Oh, it's Cray Taste. And I'm like, Oh, okay, Cray Taste. So I started looking into it or whatever. And I guess I followed it. The next time I came, he was like, Oh, I looked on your page. Cause I followed it from Site Solutions. Mm. So that's a huge tactic for the entrepreneurs listening because I always follow businesses, 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 or even not just businesses. I follow all people for my for my um my business page. Like my business page is the most active. Like yeah. my personal page don't even be a profile picture. My friends be like, "Girl, you catfish!" Like <laughs> you don't got no pictures on here. Like what do you be doing, girl? So like, cause I really don't care about that. Like so, I'll follow everybody on there to kind of get my followers up. Okay. And then people, even when I've been out to brunch and stuff like that, meet people. And it's like, oh, yeah, we start following each other. And it's like, oh, well, I just got my business page. And that's kind of how I start to try to build my followers up like that. But anyways, he followed me there. And I was like, yeah, like, I do this or whatever. And I can help y'all with this. And he's like, oh, come down. I want you to meet the owner. The owner is the head chef. I came down there. And two days later, he, like, sent over a proposal. I'm oh, like, wow. all right, let me get this together. And that was my first proposal. So mm. I hadn't even did no proposal. <laughs> so, so Yeah. Oh shit! And literally from there, it was just like a snowball effect. Okay, like it just kind of started rolling and rolling and rolling, and it started like building on top, on top, on top, and then here we are. So here we are, two years later. How are you feeling about entrepreneurship, your business? Is it like, are you enjoying it? How's that? Like, what is it like for you right now? Um, I don't know. Do you like? Do you are you like? I'm enjoying, like, do you, do you, do you like being an entrepreneur or do part of you sometimes still feel like you want to climb a corporate ladder? Um, I feel like sometimes it's both. Mm. It's both sometimes. Like, I feel like some days I can feel just, just a hundred percent overwhelmed. And then I think like, girl, hang it up. Mm. Like, or like I'll tell myself when clients are not doing well, like I I think I shared to you before, like I lost a, one of a bigger client in July, which completely set me back. Um, and I'm still trying to pull myself out of that. So I think like when moments like that happen, sometimes you kind of feel a little defeated and mm. it's just like, okay, cause I still got bills to pay. Right. I still got things I got to take care of. So it gets like uh, those days I'd be like, I don't, if I get a job, I don't have to quit my business. I try to talk myself into like, mm-hmm. the business is not going to be over if you quit. Like, you're going to be okay. It doesn't mean that it ends, right? It just means that you're going to do this to build this up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, and I'm sure you can attest and love to hear your feedback too, but like, when you are entrepreneur, you you understand like, come on, like, <laughs> it ain't no such thing as go after work and build this up. It's either one or the other. Yeah. It's one or the other. Yeah. I'm, I like the idea of what people try to say. Like, now, I would say my situation would have been different if I didn't get kind of pushed into entrepreneurship. If I was working first, 
then I built the business. Absolutely. I'm a, I tell people all the time, girl, if you already working with a, with an income and it's consistent, go ahead and create your idea and, you know, create that exit plan. But for me, it was kind of just like, I would just, I just did it and I didn't even have a plan and I didn't have, you know, another job or income. I just kind of did it. So I'm already in it. Right. So it's like, I don't, if I had a job, could I have taken that consultation yesterday? Mm. Like that, that was a referral consultation from the uh, Miami. Cause the, another guy, he refers people all the time to me. Um, but he, he was like, listen, they want to talk at four 30. Mm. Like if I just work nine to five or, you know, I can't, the level of flexibility that I, I need to be able to push this. I cannot do that working. I can't because you see that I'm getting fired anyway because I'm not giving it my all. And you got to remember, I'm be always thinking like, I'm just here. I'm in there telling people like, I'm not doing that because <laughs> right. I don't got, y'all got to do this, not me. Like, y'all got to handle that. So, no. Right. <laughs> so, I think that um, some, sometimes it's like, it's, up, it's ups and downs. Like, some days I feel like, whoo, this, this, a, this a hard one today. Mm-hmm. Like, today I'm not feeling it but then some days I, I enjoy the fact that when I'm not feeling it I don't have to do mm. like I, I remember <laughs> I had to complete something for a client and I had set the deadline to when I wanted to have it done and the deadline was approaching and it wasn't completed and I was super tired and I had to like look myself in the mirror and tell myself like girl go to sleep mm. and it was so hard because I felt like no because like she paying me her money's valuable and right. God forbid you know it's not done Girl, go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's like I'm like two people of me on my shoulder. I'm like, who gonna fire you? Who gonna fire you? I'm. I mean, what could I'm going to get the rest. You? Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. You start thinking like, girl, you can't afford to lose her either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't afford to lose this company or to him or her. You know, you can't afford to lose it either. So stay your butt up. So I feel like as entrepreneurs, and you can attest to this too. So, you know, how do you figure out that? You know, when do you figure out like, I am going to choose me. And that money is not, you know, whatever this, whatever this is connected to, um, I'm not going to put my, make myself feel guilty about that. I'm literally going to pick me. And that's why I always say like working a nine to five is like modern day slavery to me. Mm. Like it's like modern day slavery. It's like, if I literally don't want to go to work today because I need a mental health day, why isn't that not accepted? Like, why don't like, come on, like. So the thing is, why isn't that not accepted? So the thing is, I I would just challenge the thinking around that because I don't know if that's always true. Mm-hmm. Like I think that there are com- I think that some corporations need to adjust their cultures to allow for those things. Yeah. Um, but I do think that like. There were times when, like, I need a mental health day and I was able to take it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was easier for me to take a mental health day when I was in corporate than it is for me to do it on my job now. Mm-hmm. Because when I was in corporate and I take a mental health day or if I'm sick, there's still there's people around that can pick there's up There's more other slack. people, yeah. But if I take a sick day now, the work is still waiting for me once I'm once I'm back. Yeah. And it's waiting for me. And sometimes it's now escalated because mm-hmm. there's more work that needs to get done, too. Mm-hmm. So I I feel... Sometimes I feel worse taking a mental health day on my own business than I did when I was when taking was, a mental yeah. health day. When and I, I understand that to too. I think maybe it's just about maybe it, I guess depending on what type of company 
yeah. you work for. Yeah. Because um, in your relationship with your manager. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. all those boundaries. Yeah, I think like that's that. huge yeah. too. But that's a really great point because when you do take off, you do, you have to come back with the with the energy. Yeah. Because you got to understand that you have already taken a second. Exactly. And so you need to. And, and it's different because like in corporate, when I take a day off or even if I take a week off, right, that paycheck is still coming. Yeah. But if I take a week off. That's it. That's it. <laughs> right? I got to like for real prepare for that. I got to prepare for that. Like if, if whatever reason, like maybe I'm unresponsive and I lose a client, mm-hmm. right? Like that doesn't happen, but it could. Mm-hmm. Or say if I'm the only tax preparer and I take a week off and say the clients still stay, mm-hmm. that's still a week later I'm getting paid because mm-hmm. I can't perform the work mm-hmm. until a later time to then get paid to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't know. I think certain things came easier for me mm-hmm. during a nine to five than and like in that sense. Mm-hmm. Then even when like I had that health scare, I was thinking like, damn, like this would probably be so much easier if I was working mm-hmm. the nine to five. Cause I probably, I have their disability insurance mm-hmm. along with my disability insurance. Mm-hmm. I be able to just take what family leave act, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And I could just focus on getting healthy. Mm-hmm. I can't just focus on getting healthy when I got a business to run too. I could just focus on getting healthy, but, but then, then I'll the be business, wondering what my yeah. bills is, how I'm gonna pay my bills, mm-hmm. right? If I had to move back in with my mom, mm-hmm. like, maybe not, but mm-hmm. give my car back. Mm-hmm. Like something, you know, something would have to change for me financially that I don't think would have to mm-hmm. and if I was in corporate. So sometimes I'd be thinking about things mm-hmm. like that too. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that makes perfect sense too. Like I, I understand both sides. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me um, is that like, I feel like entrepreneurship has helped me measure success completely different from mm. what I used to measure it as. Like, I always tell people like, um, you know, success is not the key to happiness, but happiness is the key to success. Mm. And that's what I find in entrepreneurship. Like, I felt like, like you said, like, well, did you ever want to be an entrepreneur? No, because being successful to me, being happy to me was how successful I had become. Mm. So it was just like, oh, I got the corporate job. I am the CEO of the company. Oh, I am this. Oh, I'm making six figures. Oh, okay, cool. I'm successful and I'm happy. Mm. But then when, you know, like, and not to be like super godly, but then, you know, when God sits you down, he take every single thing that you thought was success away from you. You got to find happiness there. Yeah. And then you realize like, I'm happy as hell right now. Right. And I'm Even without the things. So this is success to Mm. me. When I found like a sense of like, I'm I'm enjoying me. Mm. That's successful. That means I have come I have successfully accomplished what I'm trying to do. Mm. So there's no even times where, you know, money may I'm thinking about like, oh God, I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna do that. Like I have gotten to a point where like the numb that I wanted, I'm numb to that. Mm. I handle that stuff as it comes in. Like a lot of times I just be like, you know what? All right, we got three clients, girl. Mm-hmm. How you gonna make this work? Right. All right. Well, we gonna pay this. We gonna do that. We we well, we gotta have this going. So that that's priority, right? Over that, it's just a matter of just pivoting, you know, and understanding that you know some things gonna have to change some months. Some things are not gonna change that month. But overall, I just try to pride myself on not getting too deep or thinking too much about certain things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just like, cause whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. And I felt like that losing my job, 
working so hard. I'm like, how am I losing a job? How am I going 10 months with no with no income? How am I doing this? I'm I'm successful. Like, I got the masters. I, right. I did this. I did that. Why can't I get this? Because I realized just like, none of that stuff matters. And maybe none of that stuff was for you. Yeah. Right? Like, like to your point of like when God sits you down, like one thing I had to, I learned or an experience I had is that like, when God tell you that he wants you to do something, mm-hmm. you can say no all you want. Yeah, but he going to make he gonna sure. he's going to find a way yeah. to get you mm-hmm. to what it is that he knows is best mm-hmm. for you. And it sounds like that's what was happening to you. And like, even in here, maybe one, you had that entrepreneur bug in your ear and you just been ignoring it. And it may have been. And I, I say it sometimes too. Like, I think um, when I've just thought about times now, you know, even being an entrepreneur, when I've thought about, like, I applied to, um, what I applied to, like, a general manager for Home Depot. And this was like in year one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm overqualified for this position. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the position. I'm just like, he's not playing with he's me. Not. He said, why do you keep trying to figure something else out? Right. Like, I'm, and that's when I knew, like, okay, I'm so be obedient. I'm not going to worry about it because yeah. you obviously going to figure this out for me. So I'm just going to not worry about it because I keep trying to find other route. Even losing the client, it was a little, got a little scared. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still breathing. I ain't get kicked out. Ain't nothing, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So, but then I try to say, you know what? Let me give me a little job on the side. And then they don't come through. And then the job don't come through. And it's just like, why didn't the job come through? Because that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. Just go through this, please. Yeah. And like your and like your like your point earlier, like at the stage that you are in now, it is very difficult to then go take a full time job mm-hmm. and say, I'm gonna use this to pour into the company. Mm-hmm. It's just, and like you said, it's easier to do that when it's the opposite. Once the business has, mm-hmm. when you once you haven't experienced working in the business mm-hmm. full time, um, so maybe that's it too. Mm-hmm. Like you taking another job will take away from, from what I'm trying to really build, which is yeah. far more important to me than a job. Yeah, like when I think about the time I'm going to have to take there, how can I not? Re- I could be reaching out to people every time I have a conversation with somebody. Every time I'm doing this, every time I'm like every day I'm thinking about what I'm doing in this company. You probably to, wouldn't be here right girl. now with me. Exactly. We're in the middle of the day, y'all. It's a yes. Friday. Yes. Yeah, I think like <laughs> this is like the part of entrepreneurship that people that that's like glorified. Like people be like Yeah, people be thinking like, like, oh, like y'all entrepreneurs, y'all get to do whatever y'all want when y'all want. Da, 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 da. And I'm yeah, like with five dollars. Right. <laughs> we living our best life with five dollars. Like I look at look at like you better tell them the same clothes I've been wearing for the last two years since I started this job. Like, like come on, let's be real. No, like let's be them. real. No, like that's that's real shit because I think that like I, what people don't realize is they don't they see like the thing, but they don't think about the impact of the thing. Mm-hmm. So people are like, yeah, yeah. You have so much flexibility. Like, yeah, I got flex. I have flexibility. I don't have freedom now. Yeah. So, like, sure, my schedule is more flexible and I can do this at this time, but it's still work that got to be done. So maybe that's happening later at night. Yeah. Or maybe it's all happening tomorrow and now Mm -hmm. I'm late on something and I have clients that are angry and upset with me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, all of it is a trade off. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, it's like flexibility, but sometimes that flexibility does come with a trade off. And I don't think people like, they don't be wanting to see that part of it. Or mm-hmm. like you said, like, 
Yeah, I'm living my best life with five dollars. Like I'm the most financially uncomfortable I've ever been. Same. And I'm just like Besides when I hit rock bottom. Yeah. Like that that part I probably had less money. I might have had a little bit more there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I might have either, <laughs> I might have just had a little bit more then. I might have had a little bit more then. Then I like seriously, like I might because I remember having crabs and stuff. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember having crabs. Seriously, I remember saying, like, you know what, I'm gonna get some crab. I'm gonna go out here, I'm gonna do Uber until I make enough to get me a crab boil. <laughs> A boil bag. Like I got a taste for one. I and I still do. As a full-time option, or I would turn my app on in a heartbeat when it's mm-hmm. some stuff that I want to get. Or simple things where it's just like, hmm, I'm not closing on that, or this didn't close by the deadline. I'm gonna have to turn my app on. Yeah. I'm gonna have to turn my app on. And believe it or not, when I've turned my app on, especially when I've done Uber, I have I closed a contract for my company in an Uber ride. Really? This woman car got taken or something like that. And she was picking her son up from school. Mm. And she was like, this all you do? I'm like, I don't even like talk to people like yeah. this. You're like, quiet ride, please. <laughs> and she like, um, she like, oh, well, um, I was like, no, I have a business. Da, da, da. And um, my boyfriend, he always say, babe, why you don't ever take your business cards in there? It's like, yeah, it's weird. Like, I'm not even trying to let people know I'm out here doing this. Like, even uh. though I'm not embarrassed. I don't care. Like, I don't care at all. But sure enough, she ended up saying like, oh, my cousin has a, a company and they need some help bad. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, you got any business cards for your company? She was like, yeah. When you drop me off at the house, once we get my son, I was picking her son up from daycare. She said, I'm going to, um, I'm going to run the house and get it for you. I ended up looking this lady up. This lady works for, she, I looked her up on LinkedIn. She worked for a pharmaceutical company. Like, this is legit great yeah. people. Like, I ain't just picking up. I don't know where it would be presented to me, but I don't just be picking up anybody. Right. I pick up doctors. <laughs> Seriously, like, I pick up doctors. Like, I pick up so many great people. And I just be like, God, because you really be aligning stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, picked her right up, had her, called her sister, got a consultation with them. They were my client. And I'm not even supposed to say stuff like this. They were my favorite client. They ended up, um, they didn't renew their contract after um this year but they they said they're gonna come back but money kind of got funny with them okay. they were my favorite clients yeah. like when i say easy going uh just just easy like i had them since last year and they just um they, their renewal was like i think in march this year and they're two business owners um and they uh they're best friends and they have a business together they have a, a, a nanny network okay. and so and they're they're moving together and so uh, they were like, we're about to move. And so we, we're coming back. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Because um, we can't believe oh, it. Oh, yeah, you did love them. I yeah. love <laughs> them. I love them. Like, when you I tell you, them. we, like, it came, It became times where, like, um, they'd be like, oh, we're doing, like, a work session and we wanted to invite you to do y'all work right. on a work session. <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? And a couple of times I joined, like they would send me the link and they're like, we're doing some work and we wanted to know if you wanted to join us. Aww. And like, if of course, if I didn't have anything else to do, like, or I worked on other client stuff and I'll hop on there with them. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, you so busy. You so busy. <laughs> but like, when I tell you loved them, like I loved them. Yeah. Like loved that client. But I'm saying all to say, I got that client from. Doing Uber. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you just never really know yeah i have a question for you Mm -hmm. so you since i've met you Mm -hmm. it's a little backstory for everyone i met ajay 
at literally my first week when I moved back to Philly. So mm-hmm. I moved back to Philly, let's say a Wednesday. And then I sure do. Um, I moved back to Philly on a Wednesday. And then I was invited to speak on a panel at a brunch on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Ajay was also speaking at that same brunch on a different panel though. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the time I met you, I always admire how comfortable you appear. I don't know if you really feel that way, but you appear Mm -hmm. to be very comfortable promoting yourself and your business. Have you always been that way? And like, if so, or if not, like either, no matter what the answer is, like what advice like, I don't think, like, I, I like, people, like, Zell be pushing me. Like, we was at a store, and he was telling somebody about something, and he was like, oh, yeah, she an accountant. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a CPA. He's like, no, like, she's the CPA. Like, yo, like, she really good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'm good. It's like, I don't really be doing what I need to do, and mm-hmm. which is why I'm like, I need to get outside more. I need to mm-hmm. start networking more, why I started go- trying to go to more conferences. But you're so good at that. Like, where did that come from? And, like... How are you so good at it? Mm-hmm. That's such a hard question. Cause like, I feel like, like it, so it depends. Like as far as just like going out and networking and things like that, I can see where you might feel like, wow, like you really be doing that. Like, cause I think I'm just mixing. You'll sign up for every like, pitch competition. Yeah. So you'll at, even at a chase event, you was just, they told you about it. And you like emailed them. Back, like, them out. Present? Yeah. So I would say like the biggest thing for me is like I I don't want to leave nothing on the table. Mm. Like for me, it's just like I've had situations where I've like I'm just like I'm not leaving nothing because I don't know what this can be. Mm. I don't know who's gonna be in that room and chase. Mm. You inviting me to this? I look at I read the description. This is like something I need to be a part of, mm. and I I don't want to sit in the audience. Not that I wouldn't mind sitting in the audience because obviously I sit in the audience and stuff like that too. But like if there's an opportunity for me. To get a microphone, as scary as a microphone is to me. No, no, and it's not in front of that microphone. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that whenever I say it gives me anxiety, it's not necessarily about what I'm about to say that gives me anxiety. It's just a little uncomfortable sometimes. Like everybody looking at you at one time. Mm. That is like so weird. Mm. Like, and don't get me wrong, I do it. I told you, I won a page and I was the president of you. Like, you would be like, girl, please, nothing scares you. Mm. But I feel like sometimes, like, yeah, only thing is, I just get up there and do it because I believe that, like, this got to get done. Mm. So, it's no such thing as it's not going to happen. But, yeah, I'd be scared. How do I get like that? Like, I, I will always speak if I'm asked to speak. Yeah, see, me, it's just like, I, I think that, we'll use that example for, um, we'll use that one as an example. I think that the biggest thing for me is just, like, when that scene, what it was, I tried to read it and I always look at stuff and say, hey, is there an opportunity for me here? And the worst thing's going to happen is she's going to tell me yes or she's going to tell me no, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Either way, I'm showing up. Mm-hmm. So I've applied for stuff for different organizations um, and didn't get it. You know, I think they had like last year, they had entrepreneur of the year, but you had to be one year or less in business. That was perfect for me. I reached out to the person. I found a little info at found an email, reached out, found a phone number, tried to call, didn't get anything, sent the email, got a response back or whatever. And they ended up saying like, you know, oh, well, we've already chose somebody else. 
you know, but still can you come, you know, if you want to come out to the award ceremony, you can. I went out to the award ceremony. Mm. I went out to the award ceremony and guess what happened? Randomly, they said, raise your hand if you came yesterday and today because it was like a two-day thing. So I went to both. Hand raised. So then the lady got the mic. She's like, I want you to come up and tell me about your experience. Mm. So I'm like, okay. But so I went to tell her about my experience and she was like, are you a business owner? And I said, yeah. And then I, so I only, I didn't know, you know what I mean? I wanted to be up there giving my speech because I was an entrepreneur, mm. but I showed up anyways at the spot and I got two minutes up there, but I got the mic. Everybody was, everybody was looking at me. So it was uncomfortable, but everybody heard what I said. Mm. So I think like, I just try not to pass up no opportunity. The worst that's going to happen is no. Mm. And I'm just like, you never know. Like I go to Chase and so somebody hear me, even when I didn't want to hold the mic and she's like, but the people are front. Yeah, you're right. Cause I don't know who on the other side of this yeah. wall. So right. even the mic, nervous and all, y'all staring at me. I'm thinking, and I know like, and I'm sure you probably say the same thing. Like for me, I start thinking too much. Like I be thinking like, I don't want to pronounce the word wrong or, oh my God. Am I looking a little fat up here? Or like I be just <laughs> not, oh like, my God, am I look am I looking a little fat up here? Or like if I start like stuttering, cause like if I get nervous, which you've seen me speak, my little voice will start shaking. Mm. Like I, I and, and like you said, I usually end up get feeling a little bit feel, feeling a little bit more comfortable. But at the initial, I got anxiety. Yeah. I'm a per, I'm a human being. Right. Like I'm a person. You're so good at it though. You do such a it's great so job. crazy though. Like, it's so crazy because I be, my armpits be sweating. I be sweating my ass off. I be having to think about what colors I'm wearing. Yeah. Like, wear dark colors because you mm -hmm. know you about to be sweating. And I be thinking, like, I look like a kid. So that's why you always make fun. Like, you always look at that makeup, though. Because that makeup makes me look like the grown-up that I am. <laughs> like, do I look like I'm a grown-up? I still get carded. And I just be like, man, do not let the braces fool you. I just got a little color because I think that's cute. Like, I'm an adult. I'm an adult as fuck. Like... I'm over 25, uh, like five years over 25. Like, I'm grown. I'm not a dog. You know, in the world. <laughs> well, it is. I get nervous. On, I get nervous on cell calls. I get nervous talking to people that I know. Like, and it's so many, like, girl, we'll be on here all day talking. If I went on to the amount of times where, like, you know, it just scare you. Certain things scare you. Certain conversations scare you. You know, like, certain experiences scare you. Like, I be like, because I'm an open book, because like, I'm always known for like, I don't really care about a lot of shit. Mm. Like, I don't care because I'm a genuine person. Mm. So like, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Everybody's cool to me. Like, it's not like you, you got to build yourself up to be a good person to me. You start good. Right. You build yourself down. Right. So like, I get hurt the most because mm -hmm. I'm open, you know? Right. And that's what I admire about you. What I Like, do. I say <laughs> what I do. I feel like... <laughs> You just know your link. I admire how you control certain things. Like, I feel like you just know your limits. Like, I feel like you, you not talking that much. You listening. And I'd be like, mm -hmm. maybe I need to shut the hell up and start listening. And even though I do be listening, I'd be like, I wish that, you know, people didn't see me as the person that's not afraid. Or, because it's just like, one, I do be afraid. But then two, like, maybe I need to start being afraid. Like, maybe I need to I mean, be I don't think it's a bad. little bit more timid. Because then I get in situations and then people cross me. Like, I show them who I really am. <sighs> <laughs> it's like, see. Yeah, because it's like, bro, <laughs> I'm from around the way. I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> like, especially entrepreneurship. Because 
it's a lot of stuff that comes with entrepreneurship. It's a lot of dishonest people. It's a lot of people that don't want to straight give you the truth. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who just in it for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I try to help people out no matter what it is. I don't care. Mm-hmm. If it's something I don't know, I try to figure out. I'm always trying to point people. I'm you are. Uh, opportunities present itself and I'm thinking about people. But I've learned in just two years that like identify who you can do that with and who mm. you can't. I've helped out a lot of people. I've gotten people money that didn't have anything to do with me. I have no relation. I I'm not asking for a referral code. Right. None of that. I'm just like, look, because I know what it feels like to be in this position. I need you to think about me too. When right. you know, when when push comes to shove, I need you to push and shove. Like right. so, but I feel like being that person that's not afraid, being that confident looking person and stuff like that, you know, you find yourself in a lot of foolishness too. Mm-hmm. Because you know, you trying to be a genuine person and everybody's not genuine for and sure. everybody's not nice. And some people are mean as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. And so it's hard trying to find that balance sometime of just like, okay, you know, what's this and then what's that and how can you handle this? So you really got to find, I feel like, your people and then figure out how you can be vulnerable in that. Like, how can I say certain things that I say to you? I wouldn't say to certain entrepreneurs. I wouldn't be that transparent. Like yeah. I wouldn't say like, like I'm. I gotta figure this out. Like it's it's huge. Like I I wouldn't say that because I don't feel comfortable. Mm. Like you know what I mean. And I feel like I've learned that over the last two years. Mm. That's fair. So the best advice I can give you is don't leave nothing on the table when it comes yeah, down. I to, think that's it. And your stuff is so like, like for me, I feel like people always feel like they're gonna without offer. People gonna feel like they either want to hire in inside their um. They either want to hire inside their company, like a full-time person in your company, um, rather than a contractor, or I feel like people, you know, they're they going to do it themselves because, you know, everybody can do it themselves. They don't so, need no help. Like, so that's another thing. But I feel like with you, it's just like, it's, it reminds me of my nail tech. I tell her all the time, like, my nail tech really do nails. Mm-hmm. She's the bomb at nails. <laughs> she do her own nails. Long behind fingernails she be wearing. They got a different design and all this cool stuff. And it's just like, people ask her, like, as people, she'll be out and say, oh, your nails are cute. She'd say, thank you. Mm, That's how like, you are. Be Somebody like, be like, oh, okay. You're a business owner. Do you, who, who did your taxes? Oh, I just handled them myself this year. <laughs> what are you talking about? You handled everybody's this year. Like, you didn't just handle yours. You handled everybody's this year. Why am I a punk? Girl, you better go on. You because <laughs> you got like, come on now. I'm such a punk, Listen, because like, I'll start advertising your business. I know your that's, your, that's your business. The, you can start handing me like, over a couple of dollars. And you know what? It's crazy is because I can advocate for other people mm-hmm. better than I can advocate for myself. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, or maybe I'm just more comfortable advocating for other people than I am advocating for myself. And that's something that I am, mm-hmm. I am working on. Like I've been trying to tell myself, like. I guess the affirmation for me, like when I was at that conference in Atlanta, mm-hmm. I kept telling myself, like, these people need to know about your business. Like, like not for me, but for them. Mm-hmm. Like they, like this will help them so much. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to think about my business in that way. Like mm-hmm. not even like, but and naturally because I like to advocate for other people more than I advocate for myself. If I can flip it to no, like, they have to have this because this is like they have to hear about this because this is going to help them. Mm-hmm. I think that that'll help me step out my comfort zone a little bit more mm-hmm. because it is 
it's less about, it's like, ultimately it's about me too, right? Mm-hmm. Like in my business, but it's also more about being able to be something for people that I know that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I yeah. feel like people, they, they, that people say stuff like that to us all the time. And I say us as an entrepreneur, it's just like, what happened was, is that you realized that there was a need. Mm-hmm. And so you fulfilled that need and you became yeah. that. So I just need to start talking about it more. Like I need to get out my own. I hand. feel like you do well. You do better than me on, on marketing wise. Oh my gosh. I mean, but I get to. I do. I can do. I can do. I can do anything behind a computer. Mm. Right. Like I can do anything behind a computer. Like is. But my question to you, right? What makes you afraid, though? I don't know. So I think that. I think that for a while, like I didn't push bookkeeping for a long time because I didn't fully have a grasp on our bookkeeping process. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm confident in the process and I can answer any question about the process, I feel more com- comfortable and confident talking about the service that we offer. Yeah. Um. So and I, I think that's fair because don't throw it out there yeah. if it's something that you can't. And, I, and do. I think that's I think that's just it for me right now. I think that I'm not comfortable enough being an entrepreneur. Like I'm confident in the expertise, but I'm not confident in the delivery yet. Like there's things that I know we need to do better. And, and part of me sometimes be like, I can't, like, I can't take, I can't tell people about this. Like, I don't like how things are going right now. Like, I Well, can't I would say if people, I can't give a, advice is the best thing is like experience is going to make you better at where your gaps are. No. So like, and it's, it might sound crazy. God, please. Everybody who's listening. No, I don't mean just be doing a bunch of stuff and messing people's stuff up to learn from it. But, but that's the only way I'm going to learn. And if you already saying like, oh. This is what's going. I you know what's going on in your back office, but nobody does. Nobody I else know. does. And and nobody I have else that does. conversation with myself all the time. And like I was thinking, like the other day, I was like, "Damn, like I uh, I I not feel bad, but I feel bad for the people that had to experience mm-hmm. me at day one. I just gotta make sure my um or that couldn't experience me at mm-hmm. day." Like who aren't experiencing me now because I'm mm-hmm. so much better now than I was before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, do the meter. I'm so sorry. No, right it's in okay. the middle of the pockets. It's okay. Uh, so while Jay is um, updating her meter parking because we are downtown right now, I'll do a quick plug. When you hear this, you will probably be. It will be Q3. In Q3, you should be thinking about your tax planning. You should be thinking about tax season for next year. Make sure that you hit up Let's Talk Money Honey and the Honey team. We are rolling out a new tax planning service. It should be out sometime in October. So if this podcast drops before then, then um, just give me a couple days. But hopefully it doesn't. Head to our website and check out our new tax planning services because one thing that we're trying to avoid is entrepreneurs being surprised come tax time and not understanding what their bill looks like. So the um, more we can get ahead of that, the better, because after the year ends, there's nothing we can do for you because everything has already happened. So make sure as you are thinking about your Q3 that you're also considering tax planning and give us a call. Well, not really. Don't call me. Um, Book some time on the calendar and we'll check. <laughs> I do not be answering that phone. If you leave a voicemail, I'll call back though. Do you so old school? Who even leaves voicemails to get a call People back? do. People leave oh, voicemails people all the time. Voicemail. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they really do. All right. But 
you're back. But yeah, so that's that's just and I, and I get that like experience is the best teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like that's probably where my lack of confidence has come from. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because like I've been fortunate enough to come from such like I work for such great companies. Mm-hmm. Like and I, and I know that like there's no way that like my business this early on will will be that great of like it's like money honey is not Goldman Sachs right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like money Goldman Sachs has a ton of resources, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I think I I just have like really high expectations for myself. And since I feel things, like we all do though. Yeah. I feel like as entrepreneurs we all do. I think we definitely do. We should. Yeah, like, absolutely. You should have high expectations for yourself. But I think that like maybe some of that is where some of the fear comes from because I know I can I know I can speak I know I speak well oh yeah I know I'm articulate I know that I'm engaging I know so that's what I'm saying like if somebody asks me to do something I'm gonna do it every time mm-hmm. but I don't just be volunteering to do stuff mm-hmm. um and I need to stop assuming that like what I have to offer some everybody already has Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they this far along in their business, they already got an accountant. Girl, please. I know. Girl, I'm learning please. it. I'm learning it. You realize that everybody ain't making nowhere near money that they say that they They making. literally not. People looking like the people who probably ain't saying nothing is the ones who's making all the damn money. <laughs> like you be looking like you're not making and you dealing with people money all day. Yeah. So you really getting to see like it's not happening. Yeah. Like it's literally not happening. It's literally and then not. you, I mean, I've had just simple clients who, like, I don't even deal with their finances, but like, I'm look doing their operations, and I'm just like, y'all stuff all over the place. Like, yeah. and then I found out, like, oh my god, like I had a client before who had a business since like pre-COVID, like I'm 2016, never even did taxes, mm. never did taxes, ended up calling to figure out some things. You ain't even got a business because the registration, all kinds of foolish stuff is going on. Now you don't even got a business. All kinds of foolishness yeah, is going on. You're right. And I need to, so I need but to, I think that I need that's to shake a, it off. But for me though, I think that's like, things like that is like confirmation that like, you know, one, I'm not alone. Mm. Like, like obviously I don't know your finances, but I'm sure sometimes if you may see certain things, then you might be like, I'm dealing with all these, like, all right, cool. We all broke together, no. you know? We all, like, I'm thinking, I'm looking at my counterpart and I'm looking like, oh, sorry. No, it's I'm fine. looking at my counterpart and I'm looking like, wow, it looks like they're doing super, super good. Yeah. But I look at it, you might be doing better than them mm-hmm. or the same, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you're like, wow, we, okay, so we all living off that same 250. Yeah, I mean, and like, that's crazy because that's how I feel when I look at other accounting firms or other CPAs. I'd be like, damn, there's no way they'd be messing up. Like, like why? Like, I'm I'm sure they process is so perfect. Like, I'm sure all their clients so happy. Yeah. I don't know I why. I think we I all do it, though, because yeah. I feel like everybody does that. I feel like I do that to people who are not even in my industry. I look at other people and you'd be like, be like, dang, like, I just told you. Like, I'm, I'm so proud of you to be able to build a team. I'm like, yeah. and granted, I finally have solid people, but I feel like, jeez. Like, yeah, you know, I can't build a team to save my life when all I've ever did was manage people in teams. This I is know. weird. And the thing is, I was just trying to record a solo podcast. It didn't work out well. And I was, and I talked about that a little bit, about the perception of my team. Do you think everybody works with me full time? Um, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't, I didn't, I'm not sure. Okay. To tell you the truth, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even have a, a thought on it. Like, I wasn't sure. 
I know I before be you said one of your older em- employees, your first assistant, didn't work full time. Yeah, nobody works full time. Yeah. Like, I can't wait until I can hire somebody full time. Mm-hmm. But even just being able to have that, I think that's super yeah. dope. Like, just being able to have that, because I felt like that was huge for me, too. Like, I'm thinking about, okay, having more clients and then how am I going to... I have the more clients, but now how am I... If the more clients I have, then the more help I'm going to need. Yeah. So then I think you even helped me too with that when you were just like, oh, well, why don't you pay by the contract Mm -hmm. and take, you know, break it out in percentages and that way you can find a clear way. And it's just like, yeah, cool. Because originally I'm like, ideally I would like to be able to pay somebody $4,000 a month. A full-time person, they can do eight hours and they can do this and they can do that and they can do this. But it's like, that's not realistic. Yeah. That's not realistic. Yeah. That's not how it goes. And that's not what you need to do. And if you try to do that, you're going to fail. Yeah. So um, I think it just like, I feel like, I don't know, because we can do this all day. I feel like it's like everybody looks at somebody and it's it's just not, I don't think you should. I don't think you should think too hard about, you know, what anybody else is doing. I agree. Because guess what? Nobody, all of us, and outside of entrepreneurship, we're in a recession. Girl, yeah. everybody's struggling. That's true. Everybody. And, and just like outside of just entrepreneurship, just in general, everybody literally has their own story that's mm. that's that's specific for them. And they have their own thing that they're going through. Like, I remember, this is so weird. I remember in college, I had a girlfriend who, she was like broken down crying because her, um, her parents had separated. They were like married her whole life and they got a divorce. And you're like, we in college. And for me, it was like, <laughs> girl, why you got both your parents? Like, what are you talking about? Like, right. and for me, like, my dad passed away when I was seven. Mm. So I'm thinking, like, you're like, they still both here. And they cool. Mm-hmm. They ain't even, and you grown. Mm-hmm. You ain't even got to go over there one weekend, when they go over right. there. What are you talking Why are you so hurt? You don't even live there. Like, so, but I'm saying all that to say is just like, you know, I had to, like, just meet her where she was at. Mm. Like, that's hurtful for her. Because that's not something that she ever seen. You know what I mean? That's something that she experienced. So that's what she's going through. So she's allowed to feel like that. Like, rich people got problems too. Mm -hmm. They got rich people problems though. Mm -hmm. They stressed out too. They commit suicide too. They depressed too. You know, poor people, they they depressed too. They ain't got stressed too. You know, everybody, you know, somebody's 400 pounds. Somebody's 190 pounds. Somebody's 280. Somebody's... Everybody's kind of trying to change something too. Right? Everybody is going through what they're going through at their level. Right. And so maybe, you know, money, honey, maybe making more money than done and done, done and done, maybe making more money than honey, money. Girl, we sitting here right now talking about the same stuff. Right. We both stressed out the same way. Right. Clients still get on ours the same way. Still got the same amount of it. Like same people, right. <laughs> same person, two different industries. So right. I would say like, you know, if I could give any advice, that's the best thing that, that's what makes me tell myself like, it's nothing that I can lose. Mm. I have nothing to lose here. Like, I'm just going to give this any, anything that I can have. Even if I look crazy, even if I sound crazy, even if all the things that I think are just 100% bogus or separate or different, it's just like, what's going to, you just get out there right. and that's it. Right. You literally just going to try. Because if you really want your company to be Goldman Sachs, right. come on. People, I mean, you think about the Amazon. What is it? Um, who owns the Amazon? What's his name? Uh, Bezos. Bezos. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he owns it no more. But anyway, started Amazon. They talking about this man started his business playing on a napkin. Mm. Like, come on. Every I feel like every company 
every company is talking about what we're talking about. The company that I used to work for, where I identified that I enjoy doing what I'm doing, they were struggling. Their their admin and their people in the C-suite and all that stuff, they were struggling. They had all these different things going on up there. Like, so it's just like, I think it just kind of comes with it, no matter what level you're at. And so the best advice I can give you with that is just, girl, if you don't throw that stuff out there. I know. And I'm telling you this, but I'm talking to me too. Cause I be, I have different, like I have programs right now that like I have three clients on that I haven't even launched the actual program. Mm-hmm. I haven't even told people that this is what I'm doing for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I felt like in year one, I messed up a couple people's stuff and then they still follow me and they're going to see that I, that oh, I said I, I do that. Feeling, that's a real feeling. And they're going to be like, girl, bye. Like right, she, she out here that. trying to offer right. that. She screwed my <laughs> shit up. Like, and it's just I like, feel that. I have, I have an old client from year one right now that I screwed their shit up. Screwed it up. I thought I knew more than I knew. Mm. And I went in and I tried and it did not work out right. And they were very upset with me. They were very upset. And I'm sure they have really horrible things to say <laughs> about my company. That'd be, I'd be, I'd be, be like, dang, like if I run into that person again or if they- like, I'm going to be hiding, right? They like I'm literally going to be like this the whole time I see them because I don't want them to know I'm it's like, me. What if they in the room when I'm speaking and talking about my services? Are yeah. they going to be like- I think Yo. like that too. <laughs> Like she, she cool and all, but she lying. Yeah, <laughs> I feel exactly. I have felt like exactly like that. Oh my god! Uh, I have literally felt exactly like that. Like okay, I'm girl. <laughs> it's not even funny because <laughs> because that's a real thing. It's so real. It's real as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that, so serious. To my point. Earlier when I said, like, sometimes I feel bad for the people who had to experience me at day one that they couldn't experience me in day two. Sorry. Um, I mean, not not day two. They couldn't experience me mm-hmm. now that things are a little better. But I think that, you know, that's the thing. And this is somebody, one of my business coaches told me this. Whenever I tell her, I think we're, um, yeah. So I think that uh, she told me this. She said, anybody who was your client when you were in year one or just two months, or three months, or six months, whatever experience they got from you, if they're holding on to that, mm-hmm. and they're telling people, this is what you did, they knew mm-hmm. what your situation was. Right. You wasn't out there selling the service, saying that you've been around for 10 years, and you messing people's stuff up like that. Right. You know what I mean? So you're dealing with a small business. You're dealing with an entrepreneur who had just jumped on the show. All, everybody, all of us, we've already, our clients know that this is our first radio. So right. it's just like, what did they expect to get from you? Right. But they came to you, right? And they right. came to you because one, they needed what you provided, but they also came to you because you were affordable. Right. Because the 10 years and 20 years that they want, they can't afford. They can't afford so that. take this with a little, you know, a scratch off. And sometimes it might be imperfect, but. Right. And she tells me that all the time. So, and it's hard for me too. Like I'm trying to give you some advice, girl. I don't know who I think I am. It's, <laughs> no, it's hard just, for me too, but. I, no, but you still. She no, does. She, she tells me that. And I try to think about that. Like, well, that one client that's still following me, she ain't not following me yet. She ain't unfollowing me yet, right? So she probably really thinks, she probably just said, she did, she did screw my stuff up. Now she want to be at J.P. Morgan Chase trying to give a presentation talking about, <laughs> like, well, what did I Because I had to get better. I got better. I, I gave it from my it. all. I gave it my all, and I know that's And right. that's why I said life experiences is the best experiences, because you're going to mess up some people's stuff. You're going to get some people's stuff right. Some people going to love you. My nanny network, child. They love you. They love you. They love you. Somebody else going to be like, 
And then and some of some clients, everybody. I'm gonna be like, exactly. <laughs> so because people forget that that like we and got people clients for, that exactly. we don't exactly, and people forget some of the stuff that they've done. Mm-hmm. So let's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's be real. Ajay, we are at time. And I want to thank you so much for being a part of the Let's Talk Money Honey podcast. I hope that you're coming back. Absolutely. Okay. I'll come. We can do this all day, girl. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Um, Can you tell the people where they can find you, how they can follow you, how they can keep in touch? Mm -hmm. So we are Chief Get It Done Officer across all platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, everything facebook all of it yeah so if you're a business owner and you are listening and you feel like you have way too much on your plate and you need somebody that's going to get it done for you she already told you when she got me right about meal prep she just liked to get shit done (laughs) so make sure that you hire her and her and her team or the people that work with her and get you a chief get it done officer and if you're listening and you don't know who's doing your bookkeeping or your taxes next year, please make sure you head to www.moneyhoneyfinancial.com. You can find me on Instagram at need a Khadija because everyone needs a Khadija. And with that, we're out. Thank you. Yay. 